we welcome you to the briefing service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we are so pleased to have you sharing with us. I hope and pray that you had a meaningful Thanksgiving season. I've said many times, and I want to say it again, that Thanksgiving is one of the most or the most pure holiday that we have in a given year. And I hope and pray that all of us found ourselves praying fervently and praying with everything that was in us, thanking him for his countless blessings, above everything thanking our Heavenly Father for his Son Jesus Christ and the countless blessings that he has bestowed upon us. This morning I have entitled my message, How to Have a Meaningful Christmas. And I'm going to be reading from Isaiah. We know that Isaiah spoke some 800 years before the birth of Christ. That's a long period of time. And you have heard these words, and if you haven't, listen again, or listen if you will. It says in Isaiah, the ninth chapter and verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And so uh, these are great verses um, talking about the coming of Christ into the world. Where are we as we face and approach Christmas 2023? Well, we know that as Isaiah said years ago, that amongst the things that, uh, that he would be called is that he would be called the Prince of Peace. And certainly I hope all of us uh, realize the importance of praying uh, for peace as we share in Christmas 2023. It has been so sad what has happened in Israel, what has happened in Palestine, what has happened uh, with Hamas and the thousands and thousands of people who have been killed, babies, people of all ages. And we know that as we will share in this message, uh, what Christ came and certainly he came to bring peace. And I think it behooves all of us recognizing uh, what has happened in this significant part of our world uh, that we would pray uh, for peace. If you have not heard me share this saying, uh, I've shared it many a time, and that is that behavior is learned. And I've watched people many times at this season of the year, and I see behavior displayed that I don't think that our Lord would want us to display. Over the years, I have seen so many things, and probably you have as well, things that in no way that our Lord could look upon with pleasure. I've seen people stressed out. I've seen probably anxiety at an all-time high. I've seen anger. I've seen killings. I've seen unkindnesses, and on and on I could go. And so 
what I want to do and share this morning, uh, some of the things that we need to keep before us so that we can look back when we thought about the birth of the greatest person in all the world, the birth of Jesus Christ. And that we can look back and say it was a very meaningful time to me. And with all of the hatred, with all of the anger, with all of the bitterness, and with all the sin that is in the world, I don't think that, that we will display and do as we ought and think as we ought uh, unless we seek to understand what Jesus would have us uh, to do and say. The first thing that I want to bring to our attention is that we need to remember the reason for the season. Now, I'm not too much for whipping out little phrases, uh, but I think this is one that is worth thinking about. Remember why there is this particular season. You see, we look about and we see the Christmas decorations. We see the lights on the trees. We see the Christmas trees. We see all kinds of things. And I think if we are not careful that we can get lost in all the things that we see and hear because so often uh, the things that we see and hear really do not direct us to understand why we share in this season. And friends, this may sound like a simplistic statement, but literally there would be nothing of the things that we do see, the things that we do hear, if Christ had not been born. Now, I don't know whether I will have time today with this message, but maybe sometime before uh, we finish talking about the birth of Christ, there is a fantastic poem along that line, if Christ had not come. If Christ had not come into the world. You see, we would not have known the greatest teacher in all the world. I often share with people that if you see some great philosophical thought or you hear a great philosophical thought, uh, 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 beg your pardon, a great physical a great uh, uh, message shared that you can rest assured that it would go back to a teaching in the Holy Scriptures. And how today, friends, and I want to challenge you, moms and dads, grandparents, aunts and uncles, if you have children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews, do all that you can to help the children, the grandchildren, the nieces, the nephews, to understand amongst all of the commotion at this time of the year that 2,000 years ago, the greatest person in all the world came into being. And he came, and there are so many things that I can say, needless to say, uh, about if he had not been born. But like I said, if he had not been born, we would not have the greatest teacher. And friends, we need to understand there are no greater words in life to help us to live and to act as we ought. Uh, and like I said a while ago, that behavior is learned, you teach yourself. And I believe that with all my heart. And mothers and dads, grandmothers and granddads, uh, probably the way that you handle, so to speak, this season of the year, a time when we think in a greater way about the birth of Christ 
that will be the way that your children will handle it and if they do the same thing then probably their children will do the same thing and so we not only would not have it I could zero in on many things not only have the greatest teacher in all the world but we would not have the greatest book in all the world the greatest book uh, I probably will be uh, baptizing a number of people tomorrow uh, in our worship service and probably when I give them their Bibles I will write in those Bibles is that sin will keep you from this book and this book will keep you from sin you see friends the reason we have so many heartaches the reason that there is so much distress and depression and on and on I can go is because that uh, uh, we don't realize the importance of important things and I share with you the most important thing is that there was, there was the great happening 2,000 years ago when Christ came into the world. Today, we would not have and would not know about the forgiveness of our sins. And I want to challenge you that as we just have a very few weeks left in 2023, that you think very seriously about life. And, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of uh, places today, a lot of ministers may be sad to say, uh, don't talk enough about what the Bible has to say about sin. We know that in the sacred scriptures, it says the wages of sin is death. And we also know that uh, the, uh, we have the forgiveness of Christ, the forgiveness of sin, the, the forgiveness of the wrongs we have committed. And then also we would have no hope of eternal life. As I look at obituaries, uh, we take the Lexington Herald and other newspapers, and uh, it seems more and more and more I see where people have no church home, and I would conclude that they never acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, uh, that they never uh, affiliated with a body of believers, and to me, this is so sad. Uh, I can not imagine how that people can uh, cope with that hour uh, when uh, they die without hope. Uh, and what a great thing it is to realize, people, that Jesus brought many things, but he brought us the hope of eternal life. And I fear, friends, and I don't want to be negative, but I fear thousands of individuals and children will go through this season and not really understand what it is all about. And how I encourage you, friends, uh, we may think that uh, getting a person a certain gift is the greatest thing and the most important thing. And yes, it is important. We want to do our best. But I want to encourage you, friends, to look at grandchildren, to look at nieces, nephews, and on and on and I could go and challenge yourself to make this particular season of the year talking about the birth of Christ, what it ought to be. And I want to give to us, all of us, this morning a big challenge. Let's really seek to keep alive in our homes what this season is all about. And I also want to give some practical teachings that will aid us in doing so. And uh, so I 
want to challenge us to not only to remember the season reason for the season but friends recognize who you are like I said over the years I have seen so much behavior that I said oh I know that our loving Jesus the one who loved us so much I know that he cannot be pleased uh, with what he has seen uh, in the hearts and the lives of people uh, in the book of Philippians this is what it says and I love these words Paul and I just love the book of Philippians period and I want to start reading if you will and read verse 14 and 15 Paul said do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation and then you will shine among them like the stars aren't those beautiful words can I challenge all of us as we go through this season to realize God gave the best of heaven to realize it is most important for us to realize and appropriate to realize that we need to give him the very best of our lives the very best of our thinking the very best of our behavior the very best that uh, we uh, can as a Christian and again behaviors learned we teach ourselves I have no question about that if we want to be kind we can be kind if we want to be ugly we can be ugly and again I share with you how you handle the this season when we celebrate the birth of Christ after your death and gone you will be remembered and hopefully it will be rem remembered in a very great way and so things I want to mention it also is in Philippians 4 6 and Paul says again to the church at Philippi uh, do not be anxious about anything and that's a great teaching do you think that applies to to the time when we celebrate the birth of Christ absolutely it applies to all times that we do not need to be anxious about anything so I want to share some things that maybe some practical things at this point in my message that can help us to not uh, be uh, anxious and, and, and to realize who we are and to, and to have behavior that is pleasing to our Lord is do as much as you can to plan thoroughly uh, look at the days look at what you're hoping to do and do all that you can to uh, plan and then also have a budget seek to stay within your means I often say that the two heaviest months for a minister are the months of February and the month of July and the reason I say this that a lot of times uh, it is in February that we begin to receive our statements on how much money we have spent and possibly I'm safe in saying a lot of times maybe men will go out and spend money uh, large amounts maybe the wife did not know about it vice versa the wife spending a lot of money and uh, the husband not knowing about it and so everything settles down and you find the the uh, husband saying or the wife saying to the husband what in the world did you spend this much money for why did you spend all this money and and also vice versa uh, the wife would say uh, to uh, or the husband would say to the wife why did you spend this much money and you get to February you're right in the heart of winter you've got big winter uh, fuel bills to pay and so forth and first thing you know you're in a big argument uh, because 
that you did not mudge it and seek to live within your own means. And also do your best, but realize things can arise beyond your control. Uh, I, you want to seek to have the nicest season, the nicest celebration possible, but probably many times there will be things that will arise and we need to realize that and then we need to do everything we can to work within that particular situation. Don't have too high expectations because if you do that you can end up uh, being gravely disappointed. What you can do is to say this is what if the Lord wills that we hope to do but if something happens you realize that many times those things can happen and then also set to demonstrate the fruit of the spirit and I know I've read these many a time but I want to read them to you as we're thinking about this particular message and that is this as we read in Galatians 5:22, listen closely the fruit of the spirit is love is joy is peace, is forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become deceited, conceited, provoking, and envying one another. And I see, recognizing where we are at this season of the year, 2023, uh, uh, celebrating the birth of Christ, is uh, there is such a great need for kindness. And friends, I, I can't say enough how strongly I feel about this, how important it is to uh, seek in all things, uh, if at all possible, to practice kindness. You're responsible, you're, beg your pardon, your response to this season, friends, tells a lot about your maturity in Christ. I want to toss these words out again about what Isaiah talked about and that he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see, when we teach our children and our grandchildren, this, even this great teaching in the book of uh, Isaiah, uh, you're introducing them to the Everlasting Father. You're introducing them to the Mighty God. You're introducing them to the Mighty Counselor. And so I would say to you as we uh, think about this is that uh, the fact that he's a Prince of Peace, do everything you can, friends. Uh, the Bible talks about this in the book of Hebrews where it says as much as is possible to live at peace with each other and to be holy. Hebrews 12, 4. Realize the importance uh, of being a peacemaker. We go back to the Sermon on the Mount and we know those great words recorded and that said, blessed are the peacemakers and how beautiful that is. And then, friends, also, not only do we want to remember uh, who you are uh, and all, but also to remember uh, what, bright, what Christ has brought. He has brought so many things. And again, if I had time, uh, I would read uh, what, uh, what Jesus brought when he came into the world. But I would share with you that uh, uh, one of the things that we definitely keep 
keep in mind, as I just mentioned, is uh, to be an instrument of peace as Christ is our peace. And there uh, is such a grave need. Uh, the home, so many homes, uh, could be so different. Uh, there could be so much more peace in homes if people knew the Prince of Peace. There could be so much more happiness in homes if we understood how we are to respond as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife. And it's very regrettable because I'm just fearing, uh, I want to be negative, but I just fear that uh, uh, that uh, we are not going to have any kind of uh, Christmas seasons until uh, we really understand uh, what is involved and what we need to do in keeping the reason for the season alive. And then there is the fourth thing that I want to mention, and that is, is to remember what it says in Matthew 1.21. And that is, he says, and his name shall be called Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Think about that, friends. There is no area of life, but Jesus has addressed any and every need in our lives. Uh, we know that we need to hear so many things, and we, we need to hear at this time of the year when we're celebrating in a greater way the birth of Christ, we need to hear those words not only about forgiveness, but we need to hear those words where it says his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Friend, do you know Christ? Have you given the Holy Scriptures and the teachings of the greatest book in all the world a chance in your life? I can say, and I believe this, and I said with the utmost love and the utmost kindness, we are going through so much in our world that is so sad. And listen to me now, and to a large degree, it is because the Prince of Peace does not dwell within our minds and within our hearts. And it may be as we come to the close of this year and as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ that uh, uh, it may be uh, that maybe hopefully God will use this message and you say, you know what, I need to think more clearly about life. I need to ask myself, how did I get here? How am I sustained? What's going to happen when I die? What is life all about? And friends, you need to address those things. Like I said, it's hard for me to imagine a person coming to the end of life and there be no record of them giving their hearts and lives to Christ. I've never seen a person, never seen a person who said, Otis, I'm sorry. I've seen, I know of a person who is a relative of mine who said he no longer believed the Bible. Oh, that broke my heart. That broke my heart because I know that he had heard this or that, saw this or that, but he had not really studied the scriptures thoroughly. Uh, many of you heard of through the years of Josh McDowell, who wrote a book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And what he had done, he had sought to disprove the Holy Bible. He had sought to disprove it all and ended up writing a book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, and then a second book, More Evidence that uh, uh, more evidence for Belief in Christ That Demands a Verdict. And so, friends, uh, if you're sharing in this podcast, can I encourage you to realize to connect yourself 
with the greatest person who's ever come into the world. And to the one as you're facing this holiday season, uh, celebrating the birth of Christ, it may be that you feel lonely uh, and that you just feel like you have been totally deserted. One of the greatest teachings, too, about when he came into this world, that his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Maybe you're listening and you're going through a hard time. Maybe you're going through a very difficult time. Maybe you're thinking about the loss of a loved one. Maybe you're thinking about uh, a child who has become very wavered. Many, many things. My friends, you can count this to be totally true, that God wants to be with us in every situation. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. He wants to, if you're listening and you're not a Christian, you say, look, Lord, I want to become a Christian. He says, you become a Christian, obey the scheme of redemption, confess him before men, repent of your sins, be baptized for the remission of your sins, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you can become a child, and you can know the everlasting Father. You can know the wonderful Counselor. You can know the Prince of Peace. Friends, I pray for our world. I pray for a better world. I pray for a better world for my children, for my grandchildren. And friends, all of us need to be doing that. And we need to keep before us that this is a season, listen now, about giving, not receiving. All of us need to ask ourselves, what are we going to do special? What are we going to do especially for Christ? It would seem to me if he is the giver of every good and perfect gift, if we're talking about his birth, it would seem to me that it would be appropriate to bring something special at this time of the year to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for these words, and I pray that these words can help us to have a season when we think about the birth of Christ and we can look back and have good remembrances uh, that we have sought to realize uh, what it's all about, that we sought to realize who we are and how we should live and the example we should set and to realize the hope that we have through Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that you'll bless this podcast and all who listen. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.